Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, and my guest is Ryan Craig, Assistant VP of Marketing at Amerishore, a provider of commercial insurance. Ryan, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks, Jeremy. Really appreciate the time. So now you came on to Amerishore about five years ago to sort of take their marketing into into the modern age, into the 21st century. So what was the company's marketing like before and what sparked them to make a change? So the organization is uh, a little over 100 years old, about 110. And traditionally, we've utilized uh, independent agency network to to do our marketing for us. And so we do not sell direct to the policyholder. So, so ultimately, you can't really come into any of our marketing assets and, and buy a policy, buy a solution directly from us. You have to go to one of our agency partners. And, and, and for the longest time, um, you know, we, we counted on them to do that for us, to do the marketing for us. So at the, you know, at the, at the table, you know, you're, you're a policyholder and owner of a construction company, let's say, and, and uh, you know, your, your options are out in front of you and you have a choice to make. You know what? What coverage would you like to go with? And and there are a lot of nuances, obviously, that are specific to uh, different risks, different industries. Uh, but you know, it, it was that was a lot of times. That was the first time you know those potential policyholders were were hearing about Amerisher, even understanding who we were and the capabilities we had to offer. And so, you know, we finally came to the realization is that with all the choice that that these companies have and obviously everyone is inundated with with information and access and and uh, and these choices i mean there's a there's a company on every corner that offers a very similar solution it 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 became very relevant to us that that you know we we need to make ourselves a little bit uh, better known in the, in the industry in the marketplace and and so and so that's what we did you know we, we just decided that it was it was time to to make a move and do things a little bit differently very good so now you and i spoke a few weeks ago and you told me that a lot of companies in your space do what you called like chess pounding a lot of talking about themselves sort of bragging about their offerings and so on and that even you guys used to to do that but you don't do that anymore so two part question why not? And what do you do instead? Yeah, I mean, so I, I think that so, I mean, it's a great question. There are there are a number of organizations out there that that do just like what you said. It's it's uh, hey, we're great at this. Hey, we're we're great at that. We offer this. We do this, and and that's that's fine. I mean, it's it's a great a great way to inform the, the end customer about what you're capable of and 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 that kind of thing. I I think though that the marketplace has become so saturated with companies that do similar things, offer similar solutions. And and ultimately, you know, everybody can say that they're really great at something. You know, we offer or we're the best at this or we're the best at that. And and data becomes very important in that conversation, right? How, how do you quantify or qualify that you're the best at anything? Um, so it becomes kind of a rat race for consumers, both on the business side and, you know, on the personal side and retail. Really, what what is the best? What what do you you know what are you offering that really is going to differentiate itself from your competitors? And so, really, what we wanted to try to get away from was doing that, saying we're mm-hmm. really good at this, we're really good at that. Our products are the best. Our products are the you know. What we want to do is we want to offer up a specific solution to a specific problem. And so, instead of saying we're really good at something, we want to say what's what's your challenge, and how can mm-hmm. we address your challenge? How can we make business easier for you or better for you or impact 
uh, in a positive way. And so we, we reversed it a little bit and, and now it's, it's customer centric instead of Amerisher centric. And so that's, that's just been a big change for us. And, and it's been, uh, it's been a successful one as well. So. So, so if I'm hearing you correctly, part of the reason is that there's just so much noise out there. Every company saying we're the best, we do this, we do that. So one way to differentiate is to say, we're not going to talk about ourselves. We're going to talk about you. Yes. And do you think it's also that people don't really care when you say that you're the best? Because what does that even mean? What they right. really care about, just basic human psychology, is stuff that relates directly to them and their problems. Exactly. What's what's in it for me? That's great that you're really good at X, Y, and Z, but what does that get me at the end of the day? Why why you know, why are you different from the four hundred other ads that I've I've heard today on the radio and on TV and on YouTube and you know, everything else? When we were we are like I said, we're inundated with, with marketing from every angle and especially as we've as uh, as the world you know, even in the COVID era, we, I think it was said we jumped like seven years past where we were planning to be as a, as a, as a society technologically yeah. because we were forced into the situation. And, and there's so much access to information, not only on the user side, but also there's access to the user from advertisers and from organizations. And every angle you're, you're being hit with promotions and marketing and this kind of thing. And, and it, you know, the programmatic world, we know you've been searching for shoes. Okay. Let, let me, I'll show you 500 different pair of shoes that kind of fit what your profile is, you know? And, and so the marketing has become so smart and, and people offer, you know, they offer so many uh, similar solutions and it's really, it, it really becomes part uh, or, or pared down to how can we best help the customer. How how can we how can we solve your problem? Not not how can we close the sale? Not how can we follow you around and you know, but how can we solve what you have going on? And and that really we become a lot more specific with our marketing, you know, in in terms of like fleet technology, for instance. We targeted uh, fleets with a specific problem, driver behavior, right? So we mm-hmm. we looked at okay, so how can we address driver behavior? in commercial fleets. And there are a number of different tools and technologies, all at different price points and commitments and all kinds of different things. But when you take a look at what some of these these companies are, are experiencing, like uh, a lot of drivers in this one company are using their cell phones while they're driving. Okay. And it's against company policy, but you know, how, how can you, how can you challenge that? Right. So there are in in a cab cams, there are cell phone blocking technology apps that make it so inside the, the the cab of a truck, you can't actually access your cell phone. So there are a number of different ways in which you can solve a problem without talking about yourself. It's it's how can we help you by giving you access to the solutions that only maybe we offer? And mm-hmm. and, and then we follow that up with once we got you in the door. Now, let us tell you about how service can change this experience or how a relationship can change this experience with us. So it's, it's a, it's a multi-step process. It takes things back to the, to, to the consumer, to the user. And we just noticed really good results because that's what people want now. They, what's in it for me? How, how is this going to help me? And that's just how people behave with the rise yeah. of the internet, right? With the rise of Google, you have a problem, you search for the answer. Yep. Absolutely, and, and you right? you need to you, when when they search for that answer, you need to be part of that mix, or else you're not going to get their business, probably. Yeah, well, and and a, a great 
user behavior too. If you, I mean, if you take a look at the Google, for instance, right? Let's say you go in and you're in, in type, you know, gym shoes. The the first couple returns on the on the homepage there will be ads. So that's paid placement, right? Right. right. Now nine out of ten people skip the paid placements and they go right. right to the organic results, right? It's because they know that people paid to have their name up there and what they're looking yeah. for is what's best for them and not who, who paid the most money to be in front of their face, right? So it's, it, it really, it, like you said, it's a very psychological play, and it, but it's a very powerful one because it, it truly gets down to the root of the human experience and, and what, what we're actually doing as consumers. We're looking for something that will better our situation, right? Regardless of whether you're talking about an insurance policy or a pair of shoes. Yeah. I, I mean, I do that, of course. I think most people so do, like you said, nine out of 10, right? You, and it, you're, you're exactly right. You're like, well, those people paid for that. It's almost like choosing to watch a commercial instead of the TV show itself, you know? Right. So of course right. you go, and it's, I think it's, it's probably a matter of trust, right? You're like, well, anyone can pay to get to the top, yep. but I want to see the company that actually earned it through yes. through serving the people that they serve through the content that actually had to earn it through hard work and iteration and all that. Yeah, it makes a Absolutely. big difference. So now I know that you guys market and you like you said before, you don't sell directly to the consumer. You go through agents. But you've told me when we talked a little bit ago that you came to realize at a certain point that you need to create demand among the policyholders as well, even though you're not selling directly to them. So why is that? Why did you come to that realization? So, so for the longest time, and you know, I touched on it earlier, the longest time the, the, the agent has really been our conduit, right? They've, they've been our marketing support. They've been, they are, I mean, ultimately they are our customer. Marisher views the agent as the customer and not the policyholder. And that's because of the unique relationships we have with them. We, we have a very limited distribution system. We choose agents that we feel are elite in the independent agency world, and we'll really only kind of do business with them. So in order to get an Amerisher policy, access to Amerisher, you have to go through one of our elite agencies. And, and you know, not everybody can do it. The, the, the agency network in the United States is like 38,000 and we do business with about 120 agents. So that's it. I mean, mm. you know, so it's a very exclusive. Um, and, and, and so we see them as our customers. We do everything together. It's, it's a very fruitful relationship and we know everything about them. They know everything about us. What ends up happening though, is, is if, if you're not spending a significant amount of money on marketing, right? If you're, if you're relying on that conduit to do all the marketing, they're independent. So they're also selling other carriers. They're selling travelers and they're selling yeah. Liberty Mutual and they're selling Geico and they're selling, you know, and so they have choice as well. And so, you know, and, and when we take a look at marketing spend compared to, you know, a global competitor like a travelers who's spending hundreds of millions of dollars on marketing, Number one, <laughs> they're outpacing us significantly. Number two, um, they're also selling direct. So they can see that, you know, this marketing activity turned in this or, or you know, turned into this amount of revenue or this mm -hmm. amount of engagement. And, and so, you know, we talked to a number of the agents and we said, well, how can we best help you? 
right? Back to this conversation of the WIFM. How can we help you be more successful? Even though you're independent, we see our, our partnership as, as uh, extremely important. And how can we help you? And, and most of the agents that we talked to just said, you know, it'd be nice is if people knew who you were before, before they come to my office, before we have that conversation, it'll make the sale that much easier because you guys are a phenomenal company. You have great coverages, your services, industry leading. And, and I'm introducing you at the table against all of these well-known global household names. And it just makes the sale that much or, or the binding process that much more difficult. Because, you know, if you go in, back to the analogy of shoes, go into a footlocker, okay, and, and you're looking for running shoes, and you've got Nike, and you've got Adidas, and you've got Reebok, and you've got New Balance, and then you have a brand you've never heard of, and they're all the same price, okay, it's, it's, it's kind of difficult to go with the off-brand if you've never heard of them. Now, if the shoe salesman comes up to you and he says, this is exactly what you're looking for, you're going to love these guys, you know, it, th- this is why, and, and, and kind of sells you on the whole, the whole kit and caboodle on why, you know, this one brand might be better than the others or more, or might be more right for your needs. Mm-hmm. You know, chances are maybe you'll do it, but chances are maybe you won't. Uh, maybe you still kind of that, that psychological aspect of it where I just, re- I know who these guys are over here. Yeah. They're a brand I've, I've known for years. You know, this is, this is kind of where I want to stick because I trust like you said, I trust that they have what I need. And so, so, you know, what we wanted to do is just that. So when we started our kind of our digital marketing journey, our priority first and foremost was brand recognition and retention. We just wanted to make sure people had seen the logo. They knew who we were. They knew what we were capable of. And, and we went from there. And so that's kind of how we started in its infancy, and we're still, we still have a lot of work to do. Don't get me wrong, but we kind of got it off the ground with, I want to flood the marketplace with the brand and just be high level, general in nature. This is who we are, what we do. And, and now that we've kind of gotten that groundwork underneath us, now, now we, now we're starting to pivot a little bit and talk about the solution-based marketing that, that, you know, we were just discussing. How can we help you? Now that you know who are, how we are, how can we help you specifically with the challenges that you're facing every day in your business? Okay, so in the ways that you can help the end user are a little bit different than the ways that you can help the agent who's selling your policy, right? Yeah. So the, how much similarity is how much similarity is there in the way that you're talking to and marketing to the agents as opposed to to the end, to the end user? Yeah. So, so really, I, I think it's totally different. Okay. The, uh, it's kind of two different strategies. So the first strategy would be simply a communication strategy and that's to the agents. The agents know who we are. You know, like I said, it, it's a very exclusive network. So, so we're on a first name basis with most of these folks, you know, and, and uh, the, the business relationship is, is that which it's, we kind of just need to keep them informed as to changes in the organization any regulatory things we're doing from a product service standpoint, new products that we're offering, new capabilities that we're bringing on board, pilots we're doing with testing, or, or I'm sorry, with technology, uh, that kind of thing. So it's more of a communications back and forth, updating and that kind of thing. With with the policyholders, it's it's a it's a pure marketing play 
how, how do we articulate our service value to the, the end user, the policyholder, so that they then, instead of being introduced to, to Amerisher at the table for the first time when they're making that decision, they are now seeking out one of our agents to find out more or to, to, to switch carriers to Amerisher. And so, so it's, it's a little bit different. We, we talk about how we can solution for the, uh, the policyholder to create that demand, then the demand will obviously push them into an engagement with our agencies. And so with the agencies, it's, it's hey, this is what we're doing. We heard you when you said, you know, you, you need to market the brand um, a little bit more. We're trying to do just that. And, and so we keep them informed. You know, our, our success relies on, number first and foremost, the success of the agent and the success of the policyholder. Because of, of our strategic model and our distribution model, we don't succeed unless the policyholder does well, and then ultimately the agent does well, and therefore we do well. So we're third in line. Everybody wins. And that's yeah. really what we're trying to get across. You know, And it's just a different way of telling uh, folks how we, we realize that success, right? Policyholder is successful when they reduce losses, when they have safe business practices, when their, you know, their premiums, you know, go down because they haven't had a loss, you know, an accident, you know, and, and plus an accident's costly, right? So how, what are we implementing with them? Is it technology? Is it risk management practices? Is it, what can we do to service you specifically so that you win? Then the agent wins because, right, they stay, they get loyalty from the customer, right? And then as our partner, we win because both the agent and the uh, the policyholder have uh, has been successful. Everybody wins, like you said. Everybody wins. So, what would be your advice for a marketing team in a similar position to where you guys were, just realizing like we have these end users, we really need to reach out to them. What's the first step in creating a strategy around that? I, I think it's it's very important to. To be human, you know, I, I think it's it's important to talk to people, to figure out really what the need is. Don't be don't blanket your marketing, you know, and that's easier said than done because the dollar only goes so far today, right? You know, you need to get the name out there and the solution out there, and people need to understand what you do. But at the same time, whether you're the owner of a business or a, a runner looking for shoes, it's you know you you have you're you're human, and you have you have an issue or you have a challenge or you have a, a you know, a problem that you need solved. And, uh, and that's why, whether it's on the commercial side or the, or the retail side, you know, the, or the personal side, it's uh, you're just, you're selling to another human. And, and how do we, how do we utilize marketing to, to focus that human energy and, and really drill down and, and solve the problem instead of just make the sale. And so, you know, that, that, that would probably be the biggest thing that I would, you know, I would recommend would just be just stay human and talk, mm. have a conversation instead of a hard sell. Because believe me, with the saturation of the marketplace right now, people just want to hear what's going to solve their problem. They don't want to hear about how great you are. They don't want to hear about how your solution did this, 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 and this. But what about me? Does that solve my problem? And so I think just keeping your ears open and, and uh, 
and staying human is is critical to the whole thing. Yeah, thinking about your your prospects as not as prospects, but as people with actual human concerns and emotions and things they need to solve. Yep. And not just as sort of like widgets that you need to somehow close or, you know, (laughs) get to hand over their hard earned money. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're all racing for it. Right. I mean, that's, that's what business is, you know? Um, And, and believe me, I mean, as a, as a, as a consumer, (laughs) right. And as a marketer, I see both sides of the coin and, and, you know, I can't tell you how many emails I just delete without opening them because it's check out what we've done. Check out what we've, we know you, we know you, this is a solution for you. And then you open it and it has nothing to do with, with what you really need or what you really want. It's, it's the yeah. algorithm that saw you searching for something and, and a computer thought they figured out exactly what was going to make you push the, the buy button, right? Not a human a computer. And, uh, and so, you know, you, you get enough of those and it's just kind of like you start getting tone deaf to it. There's so much noise out there. It's just, it's very important to appreciate the fact that, that whether you're a business owner or a, or a, a retail consumer, you're looking for a solution for a certain problem. Yeah. And, you know, I think that speaks to something that we talk about a lot in this podcast, that knowing your audience, really getting to know them in as fine a grain a way as possible so that you can figure out how to talk to them. Yeah. And so that you even really have a clue about the things they really care about. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Talking to, in our case, talking to the policyholders. What, what challenges are you having? Not just assuming we know. Right. You know, we're, we're experts in our field from, from a construction or a manufacturing perspective. But that doesn't mean we know what's happening at Joe's Construction down the street. Okay, he might be having a completely different problem than a different construction organization in a different state. And so, so really, you know, being human, talking to another human about what, what the challenges are, because you can read a newspaper and say, hey, what, what, uh, what are trends that are happening in the industry? And, and uh, the biggest mistake folks can make, especially now, is, is just assuming that, that that might be everybody's challenge or that might be everybody's perspective. Um, and again, I know they're, you know, in the marketing world, resources are limited, both from a human and financial capital perspective, right? So you want to, you want to hit the biggest target, but at the same time, it pays dividends to, to do your due diligence. Yeah, no doubt. Well, Ryan, thanks for that great insight and great insights throughout the whole conversation. Really enjoyed it. Thanks for your time. Yeah. Thank you, Jeremy. I really appreciate the time. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.